It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins, and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, Brittany sends a message how she and her boyfriend are teaming up against her dad. This is my dad. Brittany James, sit down there right there. Ben. Springsteen arrested, why the boss got booked, plus why a new list of rock and roll icons is causing controversy. Then you gotta keep it sexy, you gotta keep it romantic. Our Russell Wilson exclusive, inside his life with Sierra and three kids. Nothing compares to it. Plus, Chicago in the house, we're with the cast of PD, Med, and Fire. That was crazy. And home with Rick Springfield, which you never knew about Jesse's girl. E.T. starts right now. It appears that Britney has broken her silence over the explosive new documentary about her life, Framing Britney Spears. Yeah, you know, she was not interviewed for the film, and now there is something important that Brit wants you to know. Give me that phone. I'll hold that damn phone for you. No, Daddy. Don't you know that you're toxic? Is this Britney's way of sending her dad a message after the doc? Posting this 2017 performance of Toxic with the message, each person has their story and their take on other people's stories. Remember, no matter what we think we know about a person's life, it is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. Who decides if we're gonna post this, we're just gonna work out. She does. As for her boyfriend's war with her dad, a source tells ET Brit's team is surprised Sam Asgari vocalized his feelings in the way he did. Sam has always played ball and followed Jamie's lead, but he's finally hit a breaking point. This comes after Sam called Jamie an expletive 
in a fiery post claiming he is, quote, trying to control Sam's relationship with his daughter. I wasn't under the restraints that I'm under right now. I feel so liberated. When I tell them the way I feel, it's like they hear me, but they're really not listening. I'm sad. We're told the documentary may have pushed Sam to finally speak out. Our source claims Jamie has never treated Sam as an ally, which has backfired on his relationship with his daughter. My dad's a little crazy like that. Does he own a gun? Um, he does own a gun. <laughs> In 2013, the pop star joked with E.T. about her dad being overprotective while she was with then-boyfriend David Lucado. Does David and your father get along? Yeah, they get along. Tomorrow, Spears' case is back in court. We're told while Sam wants Britney to finally be free of the conservatorship, Jamie worries about her well-being. I just want to be a happy person. It's really important just to spread joy, you know, and be a happy person. As for her ex, K-Fed, his powerhouse attorney, Mark Vincent Kaplan, tells ET, Kevin's unsure if a conservatorship is necessary, but feels it helps their kids because it's always an extra layer of security to maintain structure and stability. And there's more music news. Bruce Springsteen arrested. Police tell us Springsteen was arrested on suspicion of DWI, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in a closed area. It happened in this recreation area in the singer's native New Jersey in November. We're told, quote, Springsteen was cooperative throughout the process. The DWI news comes just days after Springsteen was featured in his first ever commercial, this Super Bowl ad for Jeep, which was pulled from the company's YouTube page today. The boss explained in his memoir that he didn't take his first drink until he was 22 because of how alcohol had affected his father. Quote, I was afraid of myself, what I might do or what might happen to me. The 71-year-old Rock and Roll Hall of Famer is expected in court in the next few weeks. But today, the Hall of Fame itself is also making news after it announced its slate of 2021 nominees this morning. Pat Benatar quickly became a trending topic. Fans are outraged that the 68-year-old singer was snubbed, one tweeting, justice for Pat. So who made the cut? Among the nominees, the Go-Go, Shaka Khan, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, and Tina Turner. I just have energy. I was born with this. All those nominees should be in. Mm -hmm. But can I say something? Yeah. It's time for LL to get in. Stop, y'all. Oh, yeah. Ladies love Cool James. Time for the Hall of Fame to love him, too. All right. Can we take you back to Super Bowl 55? Over 96 million of you tuned in, but where it really dominated? Mm -hmm. Streaming. It was the most live-streamed NFL game ever. Uh, Chiefs Nation, don't worry. We're going to be back. Tom we'll Brady's going to come back next year. Oh, well, whatever. Come on, Tom. But the celebration continues for him and the Bucks, who took their victory to the high seas. This is amazing. So we're, yeah, I'm loving it. That's Tom's daughter Vivian yelling no as Tom throws the Super Bowl trophy during today's boat parade in Tampa. They ended the ride with a private party. Also still celebrating today, Russell Wilson. He's the recipient of the NFL's most prestigious honor this year. What did that mean to you to be honored in that way? Oh, man, um, it brought tears to my eyes. Actually, we were in Mexico, and I just started thinking about my dad and just how much, you know, he taught me, my mom, you know, how much they were there. My dad's no longer living, and my dad always loved Walter Payton. I'm getting a little tears in my eyes now thinking about it, but we named the Why Not You Foundation the Why Not You Foundation because my dad used to always ask me, son, why not you? 
Vanessa Bryant posted congratulations to you as well. And I know that you and Sierra have really opened your arms to that family now that we lost Kobe. You know, for us, it's to love fully, you know, to love fully and to wrap our arms around uh, their amazing family. We'll just be um, there for them every day, you know, so, um, but they're, they're a family. You've got three now, so what's it been like? What I've experienced is what love's really like, you know, to be able to um, love Future and just who he is because, you know, being being a stepfather is one of the coolest things I've ever been able to experience. And the three of them all together, it, it, it is, it, they're showstoppers. Russell and Sierra are also on the cover of GQ Magazine's Modern Lovers issue, where Russell revealed his biggest fear. Is it L-O-S-I-N? Yes, losing. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep that relationship alive, spicy and good? Uh, you gotta keep it sexy. You gotta keep yeah. uh, keep it romantic. You know, you gotta constantly um, put each other first. And uh, we have our date nights every Friday. Communication's key. And I think that you gotta keep that energy all throughout every day and throughout every week and throughout, because it's worth it. And I like winning, so. Uh, <laughs> Let's head to Nashville now and talk to our girl, Rach. Hello, Miss Rachel. So Wednesdays are hey. a big night for NBC's Chi-Town dramas, right? Oh yeah, Nichelle. And I caught up with the stars from all three shows, starting with Chicago Fire's Taylor Kinney. Taylor admitting to me, there is an unexpected benefit to shooting in the Windy City. Squad! Spreaders are crewing now, let's go! In California, you can split lanes on a motorcycle. You can, and in Chicago, you, you can't. And I was going up to, to an exit, it was pouring, cop comes up, I think I took my helmet off, and he's like, what, you know, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> All right, and he laughed, and yeah. he's like, just, he's like, just get, get the hell off the road and whatever, you know, don't do that again. So that was my get out of jail free card. Ah, the perks of being a star on one of NBC's Big Three Chicago shows. Taylor's Fire co-star Jesse Spencer had his own reason to celebrate. He said, "I do," in a secret ceremony last June. Oh, that, that this little old guy. Oh, this little old guy right there, but you pulled off a, a wedding during the pandemic, honey. It was like a wedding with like three people and someone's dog. It was like everything was trying to stop us. Coronavirus was taking off and then a dust storm came in and like we were getting meant to get married on the beach and, and this like, like this storm came in and just like destroyed <laughs> like the arbor and okay. you know like Sergeant Dan in when he's in that movie going, Curtis, is that all you got, God? Like that was that was me <laughs> trying to get married. After a seven-month hiatus due to the pandemic, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med returned last fall on NBC. What has been the toughest thing that you've had to adjust to in this new norm of the new COVID protocols and things like that? You actually have a difficult time hearing one another with the masks on, especially when you're keeping your distance. It's really simple what I've missed. Our hugs. Hey, how's it The three shows are all actually filmed in Chicago, which is PD star LaRoyce's hometown. How good does it feel to be representing your community at large? Yeah, for on me, it's, a, it's man, it's it's a dream come true. We didn't really respect police where I grew up in Harvey, so I knew this role was going to give me the opportunity to bridge that gap if I could, and to add light to the conversation. And so I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Put that down, Chicago PD. Well, now to big movie news: Brad Pitt's got a new leading lady. 
Oh, I was tripping. The new project that has Pitt sharing the big screen with Sandra Bullock for the first time. Plus, Jennifer Lawrence back to work after a big explosion. Why her first day back on set was a sexy one. So hot. Then, Phil Kogan may be tough as nails, but don't compare him to another star. You know, we were trying to avoid the Tom Cruise meltdown. That's it! And how would you react if you found out on your honeymoon your husband was having a baby with another woman? We've got a wild preview you've got to see. Do you know, like, how far along she is? Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show? Even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Do you know, like, how far along she is? Six weeks. I'm sure this is what every woman fantasizes about on her honeymoon. Your brand new husband telling you that he's having a baby with another woman. I've dreamed of it. <laughs> it is one of the wildest twists in Married at First Sight history. It airs tonight on Lifetime. It's crazy. Kev, that's a difficult timeline. Married and then having a baby with somebody else. And uh, in more TV news, Tough as Nails is back. And host Phil Kogan is at the helm. But is he as tough as another industry boss, Tom Cruise? We are not shutting this movie down! Is it understood? Having gone through, you know, running a show and being responsible for everybody, I get how Tom Cruise got to that point. And it's unfortunate that, he, that he, he got so emotional and everything, but I do understand it. There's a lot on the line, there's a lot of livelihoods. And so it was coming from the right place. He was saying, come on, we have to, this is not a joke. Phil understands because he's also the man in charge, launching season two of Tough as Nails tonight on CBS. I remember giving one of the show's challenges a try a year ago, and let me tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. I'm on the edge of glory, sticking my butt out in the air. I think that the pandemic also put in perspective what your show was already about. Did that affect the types of people we're gonna see in season two? One of our big casting choices this season was putting Sally, who's a travel nurse, into Tough as Nails. And then also Freight Train, who's a delivery guy. By the way, I love those nicknames, a Freight Train. Do you have any nicknames? Feliminator from Amazing Race, they yeah. call me. Uh, Phil, or should I say the Philiminator, told me they also have a Knuckles and a Zeus this season. Uh, Kevinator, back to you. Oh, thank. What would your nickname be? Zemanator. Thank. Oh, We're no, all I doing eighters. No, you jump on the Zem team. All right. <laughs> now coming up, a classic '80s hit turns 40. I wish that I had from the original title to why he never thought it would be a hit, Rick Springfield reveals never-before-told stories about his Grammy-winning classic. Only on ET. Then. I had no idea. Why Stanley Tucci nearly passed on The Hunger Games and Colin Firth's Bridget Jones confession. Renee made me Howard laughter, you know, on and off set. He was not like that at all. It's a movie first. Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock are set to share the big screen. The two Oscar winners are teaming up for Bullet Train about a group of assassins on a train, and we're kind of getting speed vibes. Stay on or get off? I drive the bus. Well, I kind of drive the bus. Another movie duo we can't get enough of, J-Law and Timothy Chalamet. The two were just spotted filming a makeout session on the set of Don't Look Up, 
This was J-Law's first day back to work after an injury where she reportedly cut her eyelid when a piece of glass exploded in a stunt gone wrong. Timothy and J-Law's mutual admiration has been years in the making. If I saw Jennifer Lawrence, I would totally be star as starstruck as I was the first time. I didn't realize he was so young, though. So hot. Meanwhile, um, you just talked to Jennifer Lawrence's uh, Hunger Games co-star, the man, Stanley Tucci. Oh, we love him, and he loves Colin Firth. These mm. longtime friends are coupling up in a new movie. Now, we know they've both starred in some pretty iconic films, but Kev, for Stanley, Hunger Games is as big as it gets. Wow. Next year, a decade yeah. since the first Hunger Games was released. The importance of this moment cannot be overstated. What do you remember most about the fandomonium that surrounded that movie? Listen, I had no idea. It was my wife, Felicity, when I read the uh, uh, script, she goes, are you kidding? Those are some of the greatest books ever. Wow. And you should do this. And I said, okay, you know, oh, great, I'll do it. I had no idea. Another anniversary, Colin, 20 years this April since Bridget Jones's diary. New Year's resolution, drink less. Oh, and quit smoking. Mm. What's your favorite memory of working with Renee and Hugh? Renee made me howl with laughter, you know, on and off set. Hugh was not like that at all. Well, now Colin and Stanley are starring together in the new movie Supernova. The longtime friends play a couple who set out on a road trip after getting difficult health news. I want to see this through with you to the end. What was it like to, to get intimate in these scenes with each other? Very comfortable. We're 60 years old. We've played these scenes a million times with people we don't know, we don't necessarily like. The fact that I adore Stan. There was an enormous trust there. There was a huge uh, affection. Well, the guys are getting plenty of love these days from a totally unexpected place. Are you aware of the thirst that there is for both of you on the app TikTok? Tonight the music's And then Colin, I don't know if you know, you're called a daddy on TikTok. He's a very young daddy in some of those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the thirst is real, and I love that they were loving it. Um, Kev, Matt, you guys' TikTok feeds, they're full of daddy content too, right? Well, I'm called daddy all the time. Uh-oh. Oh. By my children. Okay. Uh, just relax, everybody. But the real daddy is Matt Cohen. And uh, you had a great conversation with Rick Springfield. Yes, I did. And he is very much still a rock star. And you know what? His hit, Jesse's Girl, is turning 40. And you know what else I learned, Kev? Jesse wasn't his first choice. You know, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I originally called it Gary's Girl because the guy's real name was Gary. And then I crossed it out and wrote Randy's Girl. And I was going, mm. What can I find? Rick wrote the Grammy-winning song about a woman he wanted to date, but she was taken. I took my sexual angst home and wrote, wrote the song. Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm good with what I got out of it. E.T. was with you back, uh, back in 1981. Let's, uh, let's have a look, see. I didn't think Jesse's Girl would be a number one because I thought it was a little too um, rock and roll for what was happening in the radio at the time. But so it's, it's great that it did. It is great, Rick. <laughs> what? Wow. How, what do you feel when you see that? What would you say to that guy? Um, stop touching your face. <laughs> Back in 1981, when his album Working Class Dog was about to skyrocket, Rick was also a daytime soap star. Come on, what's up? Is it true you took the General Hospital job because you weren't sure if the album was going to make it? 
Uh, yeah, I had no idea that it was going to become this, the hottest show of the summer, right amongst college kids. No idea. That's the original Jesse's Girl lyric because I wrote the song. It feels wrong that I'm holding it. <laughs> Rick gave me a tour of the studio inside his Malibu home. He spent most of the lockdown here and wrote two new albums. Music has been healing. You've talked about your depression over the years. What do you use as far as tools to, to help yourself through the hard times? Uh, yeah, it's a life sentence to depression for sure. Um, I wish it was a coke habit so I could at least go to rehab and, right, and kick it. But I actually, what I discovered from the lockdown is I got back into meditation and to TM, and that's been incredible for me. Now new generations of fans are discovering Rick. His concert film, Orchestrating My Life, drops online this weekend. We hooked up with the Santa Monica High Orchestra, because I'm a big believer in, in music and schools and the arts. The 71-year-old Aussie has also written his second novel, World on Fire, and he's making plans for a post-pandemic tour where, you know, you'll get to hear this. Every time I play it live, it's a different experience for me. I'm very proud of it. I mean, it's just like I said earlier, an absolute rock star. I agree with you. Um, we go from a rock star to maybe the next art great. Is Northwest the next Bob Ross? <laughs> the painting that launched a new Kardashians controversy is next. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Whatever she wants to do when she is old enough, she can do. Kim Kardashian talking to us about seven-year-old daughter North, and maybe North is going to be an artist, because I want you to look at this. Kim posted this oil painting by North, and let me just say this, it's impressive. Yeah, it's but nice. Now, some people out there have questioned if North really painted it. Yeah, and those accusations have Kim's mama bear coming out. She says, quote, don't play with me when it comes to my children. North worked incredibly hard on her painting, which took several weeks to complete. Listen, them babies can do anything nowadays. <laughs> Look, Kim may be fair game. Leave the babies alone, everybody. Leave them babies alone, y'all. Leave the babies alone. North, way to go, girl. Yes, Take care, everybody. Bye. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.